got that nerd rage. Nerd rage. I got that nerd rage. Gentlemen and ladies, it's that time of the month, and it's for the last time of the year. We get to bleed all over you, and you, our loyal listeners and viewers, get to stop up the blood of all our pop culture knowledge and with wisdom. Uh, we are here for the final nerd herders of the in the year of our Lord 2021. So we want to thank you all for joining us tonight and once a month, every night. My name is Craig Wagon, celebrating this year that we've once again somehow managed to survive. Okay, I'm going to pour one out for all the homies that uh, that aren't with us today. But we are here. That's the important thing. We are here. We've survived another year. Um, I'm with me, as always, as my faithful companion and guard cat. Amber, she wanted to be here especially just for all of you to see her for one last time before she leaves and uh, probably um, goes off to do another podcast. My name is Craig Lagans. This is our New Year's End edition of Nerders. And joining me, as always, it's my favorite couple. First, the dragon of the dojo, the one, the only, Damian Dragon. All right, all right. And his better half. Former manager, former wrestler, former referee, former valet, current wife, mother, and wrecker of homeroom teachers that don't give her what she wants. Ladies and gentlemen, Double V, Foxy, Foxy. And Dan Colachico. So we are here. Damien, as always, uh, it is your show when it's not our show. So you have the list of topics as Foxy goes off to berate another teacher. Please tell us what we're talking about tonight. Actually, she's all right. So for those of you that have been with us before, hopefully you have. If we have any new listeners, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. The way this usually works is we take a bunch of topics from pop culture throughout the media, whether it be comic books, movies, video games, all sorts of, and our WTF topics that Dan and everybody loves so much and everything like that. And we give ourselves a little roundtable discussion, and we go from there. Being it is our technical holiday and end of the year one, we'll see where it takes us and everything like that. All right. That being said, let's get into numero uno, which is a shame because I really wish Foxy was here for this one. But she's coming. Because <laughs> I'm waiting. I have to wait. I've been told to wait. Yeah, it's like, I, you know, if only we had enough time before we went on the air to to to. I don't know, iron stuff out, but it's like, let's start a show. Okay, bye. This is the, see, folks, this is where it falls into trying to do Twitch casts and podcasts with children. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you get, you know, you're doing your thing, and all of a sudden you hear in the background, mommy, and you, yeah, it's that, it's that stewy smile. Mama, mama, mama. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's been there. All oh, too often, she's been there. She's there right now. So, All right. Yeah, she's back, so now go. Go. Kicking off our news bits here. Foo Fighters uh, record an album in a haunted mansion in reality in a reality horror comedy called Studio 666. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the full synopsis for Studio 666. The legendary rock band Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. Once in the house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. The film is based on a story by Dave Grohl himself, who said about the project, after decades of ridiculous music videos and numerous music documentaries under our collective belts, it was finally time to take it to the next level, a full-length feature horror film, a horror comedy film. Uh, like most things Foo Fighter, Foo does, Studio 666 began with a far-fetched idea that blossomed into something bigger than we ever imagined possible. Filmed at the same house uh, where we recorded our last album, Medicine at Midnight, told, told you the place was haunted. We wanted to recapture the classic magic that all of our favorite rock and roll mu- movies had, but with a twist, hilarious gore that fucking rocks. And now, with the help of Tom Ordenberg and a team at Open Road Films, we can finally let this cat out of the bag after being uh, keeping it our best-kept secret for two years. Be ready to laugh, scream, and headbang in your popcorn studio. 666 will fuck you up. Let it just say. The, the first three lines, first three words of that whole thing. The legendary Foo Fighters. Yes. Who would have fucking thought? We just, Which, had, this we, we just had a conversation about a day or two about ago. About a day ago. Where it was Dave like, Roll was like literally outgrown Nirvana. He's his own entity now. And how like, I to be perfectly honest, I even said to Dan once on our show Manic Mixtape, I never thought Foo Fighters would be as big as they were because you know the whole Kurt Cobain thing mm-hmm. and you know post grunge being a fad and it's like yes. just Neither the legendary that. Foo Fighters. Yes, good on yes. them. That's amazing. Yes. And now to the I remember seeing them at the Electric Factory and um, walking out uh, not because I didn't like them just because it had been a long night and it's like oh well you know I could just say that I, I saw them and you know just. And they just kept getting bigger and more popular and more popular. And then I saw them at the Wells Fargo Center and blew the roof off. And I've seen them every single time they come back. And now I'm actually calling in favors to get me tickets to the show at the link, which is mm-hmm. already sold out. So, and they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, no, never thought that we'd be saying the legendary Foo Fighters. And Dave Grohl has gone on record saying, had he known, he would have come up with a better name. <laughs> No, but I mean, uh, that sounds like a great. It does. Sounds idea. like a lot of. It sounds like a lot of fun. If, anyone, if, if it, anyone's it, ever followed and watched their stuff on MTV or their videos or, or anything, YouTube, it's yeah. always very tongue in cheek, very don't take ourselves seriously. Which definitely, you know, I, I would say helped with the band. They don't take themselves seriously. They just want to have yeah. fun and make music. So this is going to be. It's not going to be something crazy. It's not going to be just going to be out of the world. And every time they've done anything like on the in the movies, like uh, and Dave Grohl did in uh, Tenacious D and Pick a Destiny, I was watching uh, the Muppets, the the Jason Siegel produced the Muppets show. If you guys have seen the movie, uh, the Muppets, uh, they all all the Muppets split up because they haven't had the Muppet show in decades, so they're all doing Mm -hmm. different things. And Fozzie's entertaining. is at this rundown Branson, Missouri type club where he's um, opening up for a Muppets cover band. And uh, they're all impersonating Dr. Keith and Electric Mayhem. And the guy playing Animal on the drums was Dave Grohl. <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah, it was great stuff. Did it say where that the horror is streaming or where can people see it? Where can we see no, it? No, no information in terms of where it's coming, just where they're dropping it just yet. But uh, apparently it is, I guess, due out sometime next year. Okay. And while we did definitely be on the lookout for that, it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, it's studio, studio 666. I'm expecting a lot of cameos. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. All right. In a follow up news tidbit, uh, and everything from something we reported probably about a couple of months ago. Now, everybody remembers uh, all the whole big hoopla to do joking around that turned into a real thing between Jason Momoa and Dave Batista wanting to do a buddy cop movie. Yes. Well, in a follow up, last month, the two actors, last month during the month of November, the two actors pitched the project all over Hollywood. In November, with um, the the writer for the script, Jonathan Tro Troper, uh, the their film pitch is now in a heated bidding war with multiple studios, and according to Deadline, MGM is close to winning the auction. It's said that the duo are to play brothers in the film, but there's no other story details beyond that. The Hawaii setting and everything they had mentioned, you know, the Luther Weapon style tone is completely in there and everything like that. But yes... We are going to be seeing a Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, buddy cop, when, lethal movie. This is when movie. the power of the internet is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, this is when it works good. It's the only time the internet works for us. Is, yes. 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 So, I, I, hey, sign me up. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't, yeah. And this is actually be, um like, right now, this will be their third project together. Yeah. Yeah. they did... um. Yeah. They did the, the television series uh, C that Jason Momoa has. Yeah, uh, that's on that's uh, on that's on Apple. Um, they, they were both in June. June, yeah. And now they will have this. Okay. And everything. So can't wait for it. Yeah. Can you wait for it, Fox? No. <laughs> she's, yeah. a big, she's a big Jason Momoa See, fan. Really, they, a woman like Jason Momoa? What? Yeah, for that reason? Not no. for that reason, though. She's not just, for that. She reason. Just you don't even know like, what reason I'm talking about. You don't even know what reason I'm talking about. But no, ahead. you're right. I don't. I I I I figured you were do, doing that Starbucks thing of you know I am a girl and I'm white and it's like don't assume my order type of thing. Sorry. At that, first of all, I didn't know you were white. I just thought you assumed because you love Lisa Bonet like I do. I thought that's why you like. <laughs> I like Lisa Bonet because she gave us Zoe Kravitz. Yes, she gave us Catwoman. Thank you. But um, no, the, depending on depending on how good this movie is, then what uh -huh. the internet will need to do after this is try to get a sequel where it's Momoa and Batista against the other buddy cops, Kevin Hart and The Rock. Oh, yeah, mine. Get my money, right? Take my money. Yep. It needs to mind. happen. Mind blown. That's it. It you, would be like the goofy expendables. You just you just like blew up the internet. <laughs> you just blew up the internet. I don't it's like Jason Momoa because I don't I don't like Jason Momoa because I want to bang him. Um <laughs> I like Jason Momoa because he's a Flyers fan. Yes. Don't know how that <laughs> happened, but he is. So yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, want to have a beer with that man. And throw like, act and throw and throw tomahawk. Try to throw a tomahawk. Yeah. And, and jump. Never mind. Yes. Throw and, a tomahawk. I'm gonna have to be on the other side of the wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't throw. And hats off to Lisa Bonet for scoring Jason Momoa and Lanny Kravitz. So. Right, like girl. Golden. And on top of that, 
Lenny Kravitz and Momoa are good friends. Are good friends, yes. Again, it's the least golden pussy is what I'm saying. Again, that's how it works. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yes, I bow to you. Uh, all right. In our December, WTF. And if we have any of our friends across the pond, because I know we have some to do watch and do enjoy and everything like that, y'all got to hook us up. And Dan will hate me for it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, okay, so um, chocolate orange mayo was being released by Heinz uh, this month. Uh, basically, what it is is there's uh, apparently um, chocolate orange thing is like a big thing over in the UK area. It's like made by this this company. The company announced plans to roll out a chocolate and orange flavored mayonnaise to the mm. masses. Joining forces with Terry's Chocolate Orange, Heinz is giving away a select few of jars to those interested. The only catch, uh, outside of having to eat chocolatey orange mayo, of course, is that the contest is open to only those in the United Kingdom. Good for them. Let them let it stay there. So, all I, what Dan needs to do is try to figure out how to capture all of our reactions as you were reading that because it was all the same. So, you know, like, because apparently, like, supposedly, like, Oreos go really good with red wine and all that stuff. And Heinz is well, trying to build on the whole mayo chip thing. So, yeah, now I there's can, this thing. Know, I can see Oreos and wine because sometimes some wines have notes of chocolate in it. The whole chocolate orange thing never made sense to me. I tried it because they used to have those balls that would come up. Yes, I Christmas. remember those. I remember those. Yeah. I tried those. They were disgusting. But to add mayonnaise to that. There are many things in the UK I never want to come here and put that on that list. Yeah. Hey, I got, again, we've got watches across the pond. So if anybody wants to send a jar over our way, send it to him. Don't send it to me. What do you eat it with? Like, do you spread it on bread? It's supposed to be a spread. It's a spread. That's the. Well, spread it on your own shit. Don't spread it on mine. Thank you very much. It's not like Nutella. Come on, Dan. No, no, I'm not doing it. No. No, you're the guy. No, I, the, I'm the guy that's saying fuck off with that one. In hindsight, what the we fuck? Make it ourselves. No, no, yeah, I'm not. Because they're thinking, it's an actual. It's made from an actual, like a company's other product is being combined with. No, I won't. I'm sure if you just took some mayonnaise, put a little chocolate syrup in there, and like squeeze some orange and like orange zest, you got it. I I don't think that's the way it works. Well, putting chocolate, orange, and mayonnaise is not the way it works anyway. Those are three separate, distinct tastes. Exactly. You cannot ever, ever, ever be combined under any circumstances. I don't care if you're fucking Tom Hanks on Castaway, and those are the only three things you have to eat on an island. You separate that shit. You don't ever put those things, those three things together. Five chocolate. So five right. Nutella, Nutella and mayonnaise. Go for it. That's it. I mean the chocolate, then I'll eat the orange, and then I'll have the mayonnaise on something. There's a reason we left the United Kingdom. Yes, exactly. And it is, it is this. They no. give us like this. Great things you wonder, how come they only put tea over the boat? Like they should have really thrown other things over that boat. They've given us so many great things. They've given us all in the family. They've given us three's company. They've given us Sanford and some. They gave us their version of the office. They just should stick to let the food stay. They gave us the Beatles, Genesis. Yes, the Beatles. Pink Floyd. Yes, Def Leppard. Yes, uh, the ACDC. ACDC, originally. Uh, they're not <laughs> giving us this. Yes, Samantha Fox. All right, well, to Heinz and your chocolate orange mix, whether it's a limited time or whatever, we say... Go no, fuck yourself. Dancing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. All right. 
Moving on to number four. Um, Karrion Cross, also previously known and now renowned again as Killer Cross, has uh, is working on something a little bit different uh, than wrestling in the upcoming year. And good on him, too. Killer Cross to star in an upcoming action movie. Killer Cross, real name Kevin Kassar, has landed a leading role in an upcoming action film, according to Fightful. Uh, production is scheduled to begin in early 2022. As of this writing, no further details are available. However, an action movie seems to be a great fit for the six foot four, two hundred and sixty four pound, sixty five pounder. Cross has had some acting experience in the past. He previously co-starred in the twelve episode series Before the Dark from twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen. That was him. Heard of that show? I don't know, but he's actually grown his hair out a little bit, and he looks different. Like we were like, he's not a like changed look. He's like. Not a bad looking guy. Like he's a pretty good looking guy. You know? He always was, yeah. But yeah, so you know, apparently, you know, he's starting to branch off creatively and everything like that. So okay. kudos to Carrion Cross or Killer Cross, whatever you want to call him. KK. And I, you know, and and like that's good. I mean, that's we're seeing that also like from a lot of people too. They're trying to get those avenues when you I mean not in a, not in the Cody Rhodes way. We're talking about those with actual Talent. talent and potential and <laughs> not, not trying to force it down you know the throats and be something you know but no good on good on good on carrying cross for trying to bridge that gap to something else exactly all right coming out of the video game awards the number five texas chainsaw massacre trailer revealed at the video game awards 2021 at the Game Awards, uh, Gun Interactive and Sumo Nottingham revealed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a new multiplayer game based on the 1974 film. The trailer features many of the iconic images and shots that have lingered in the minds of many for all these years. Uh, from the desolate and foreboding exterior of the house to the dingy and unkept interiors. It may not be clear for some the material this game is based on until Neil... Uh, Nearly the trailers end as someone hanging uh, upside down from the ceiling, uh, blood dripping into a bucket. When we shadow, when a shattered figure figure begins revving their chainsaw, it's being none other than Leatherface himself. Uh, Gun Interactive and Sumo Nottingham's last title was the popular Friday the Thirteenth uh, uh, multiplayer game. Uh, like the game Chainsaw Massacre, is an asymmetric multiplayer title. That will likely pit survivors against the chainsaw wielding psychopath in a furious fight for survival. Uh, the developers are committed to accurately and authentically capturing the original 1974 feel of the film. If they really want to capture it, make it VR. Exactly. If they really want to capture it like that, have John Larroquette narrate it like he did. Shame. But basically, from what it seems like, it's going to be play. It's going to be a lot like. The Friday the Thirteenth game. If you've played that one and everything like that, I know the kids loved it. I love that game. That was a fun game. I loved. Oh, it. you can't. When that game first came out, because it was the compilation video of all the deaths, and this was about how many years ago that this came out? Three now. Three yeah. years now. So that would make Jace what? Uh, he's, a, he's ten or eleven. He's eleven. He's eleven. So that would make him <laughs> wow. eight wow. years old. Eight years old. <laughs> the there. Yeah, we'll make eight it. years old mm-hmm. and again you know we, we're, we're very careful and cautious parents parents they, of the year award coming up and, you know and we they understand it's pretend and it's fake they get it okay 
So Jace being the dark one that he is, you know, they wanted to watch all the kills. Of course. This little eight-year-old boy. Now, typically it is an eight-year-old boy. The majority of us would be like, oh, my God, turn this off. Mm -hmm. Eight-year-old Jace, who just really started learning how to speak, was hysterical laughing. Really? Okay. Sounds good to me. Well, he's going to be a serial killer. He'll be fine. There's one with that. where they pick them up in the slumber in the sleeping bag. Oh, the sleeping bag. Yeah, this, this, the sleeping bag one is, is the one that, where they lost it. Okay. You know, which honestly, when you think back to the Jason movies, that was pretty damn funny. How was it funny? The sleeping bag. She's beating the dude up with was... the sleeping bag. It's hilarious to me. That oh, was yeah. funny. That one is well, okay. Well, I find horror movies hilarious. I do not. So, okay. See there. It, Apparently, Kasumi didn't think it was funny either. She's like, "You got problems." She went over there. She's she's yeah. like, uh-huh. exactly. like, I'm getting the funny. hell out of this house. Yeah, ready. Yeah. All right. Uh, overall, the video game awards this year were a little yeah. luster as far as any kind of uh, trailers, as because video game awards has become almost like a secondary E3. Well, they'll drop either more trailers for something that was previously announced. Um, but a lot of the trailers were lackluster yeah. and or things you already knew about. Um, there is a tremendous focus on the uh, sandbox style or the Fortnite style, as you would everyone else would probably know it as, uh-huh. which is great, you know, that there's more options for others. But the focus on that is like taking focus away from other styles which kind of sucks that you know for people that don't like playing with others and then also on top of that um for those of you that are fans of the mass effect franchise and dragon age franchise there's uh, another one that just flew between us i just that one i saw i saw that one dude our house is so haunted tonight i saw that one i saw that one the second time That, that one i saw Anyway, but nevertheless, uh, you read the article about the uh, troubles with Bioware yes, and everything. Uh, Bioware, whose predominant uh, video game franchises are Mass Effect and Dragon Age, but have also produced games like Anthem um, and Flops. You know, the, 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 yeah, the recent Flops. Uh, the studio ain't doing so well. Um, oh, what, what, how, what was the price on Mass Effect Andromeda from GameStop I showed you? Uh, yes, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, used or new? I can't new. remember. Brand new goes for I believe it was like five ninety nine. Not even. It was less than that. About one ninety nine. It was like one ninety nine. Yeah. Um. And due, this is GameStop. We're yes. talking about folks. Uh, due to, but due to the uh, failures of Anthem and Andromeda, uh, yeah, Bioware ain't doing too hot, and it looks like it's going to be com- halting. Uh, Dragon Age 4, unfortunately. And, uh, and Mass Effect 5. Mass Effect 5. Well, that one still kind of has hope. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, <laughs> pre-owned. Uh, you can get Mass Effect uh, pre-owned from GameStop for a whopping 99 cents. And really? digital for three ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. What about the digital 99 version? 99 cents. Yeah. What about digital versions? Digital was three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Okay, well. But the actual hard copy you can get for ninety nine cents. Yeah. I have never seen GameStop sell a game for ninety nine cents. No. I think Backstage Assault sold for ninety nine cents once. Yeah. And I mean, when I when I say flops, it's not um, 
it's it's more so about it was a matter of quality, you know. Andromeda really lacked story. It really lacked emotion from the uh, the voice actors. And even though the uh, the graphics were great, when it came to the characters, they were very flat and dead. And it was sense. it was it released a broken game as well. Yeah, um, which. I want to say almost was like a kickoff of releasing a broken game, you know, because the stuff with cyberpunk was hi. Hey, puppy. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. This is my debut. My debut tonight. Release the butt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Of course you spilled the water, you jerk. So, yeah, like, uh, you know, broken games like, you know, Cyberpunk and having patches and all that, that came after. And a lot of people expected it, but Andromeda was slated to be such a big thing that for it to be, you know, sent out essentially broken really, like, deflated a lot of people. And then again, when, when it came to the story and the, <clears throat> the characters having dead eyes and everything, it just really lacked and, a and, lot. And then they followed up, you know, with their much bolstered um, anthem, anthem and Anthem completely bombed. Yeah, didn't meet, make the grade, didn't meet standards of demand or like that. So it was like back to back failures and everything like that. Yes. And then I believe there was one more. So like Bioware has lost a lot of credibility. They've lost a lot of workers. A lot of like their solid team workers yes. have left. That were and, specifically for the Mass Effect franchise as well as Dragon Age. Yeah. So yeah, Bioware is a little up in the air right now, as is both. In next installments of the original Mass Effect franchise and the ongoing <laughs> Dragon Age franchise. Dragon Age franchise? It, it only hurts because I just finished Dragon Age 3. Oh. So now I'm like, oh, oh okay. I need the next one. And they, and they dropped that teaser, what, like earlier this year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the floor, and it was like... Yeah. Kind of sucks. Hopefully it won't be a dead in the water thing. Yeah. Alright. Well, moving on to the next tidbit. Now, reversing things a little bit, as opposed to movies going video games, we're talking video games going television. All right. Gotham Knights series is in development at the CW. The CW's roster of DC Comics-inspired television series might just be getting a little bit bigger. Um, it was announced that the network is developing a Gotham Knight, uh, developing Gotham Knights, a series that will follow Bruce Wayne's son as he teams up with the children of various Batman villains following Batman's murder. The series is not a Batman spinoff, nor is it connected to the Warner Brothers game project under the same name. Mm. Uh, the official logline for the Gotham Knights series reads as follows. In the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing the Cape Crusader. And as the city's most wanted criminals... This renegade band of mis mis misfits must fight to clear their names. But in Gotham, with no Dark Knight to protect it, the city descends into the most dangerous it's ever been. However, however, hope comes from the most unexpected places, as this team of mismatched fugitives will become the, its next generation of saviors. Quite the interesting concept. Yeah, and that's based on the video game coming out? Gotham? No, and it's... It's just under. It's the same. It's it's, it's under the same name, uh -huh. but supposedly it's not based after the video game. Even though in the video game, you know, Damien and and the other Bat King are coming together because Bruce has died. Okay. So although they're saying it's not, it's obviously inspired by this. It's, it's, instead of Damien 
hooking up with the other Batkin, it's Damien hooking up with the children of the villains. Got it. So, but this one is not going to be connected to the Warner Brothers movie or the. Uh, no. Okay, no, this so, is part of the whole CW television uh, universe. Okay. So, I'm just further muddying the waters of uh, the DCE um, universe. So, we're going to get three Batman in 2022, and now you you add Gotham Knights on there. So there is just so much wrong with this. I mean, obviously, I'm a Batman guy, and the more Batman, the better, but a little continuity wouldn't kill, really wouldn't kill you. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to March 4th, of course, the debut of The Batman with Robert Pattinson. And- Which is the latest trailer. It looks, oh, yeah, it looks good. good. Yes, especially with the aforementioned uh, Zoe Kravitz um, as a Catwoman. Every, latest... every time her name is said, I'm going to just wipe my lip now. <laughs> yeah. The latest Catwoman, even though we don't need another Catwoman, but we've got one, so it's fine. Um, Catwoman we didn't know we needed. It's the, yeah, it's the Catwoman we didn't know we needed. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michelle, and... Michelle Pfeiffer was fine. Yeah. That's for the other side now. And so was Halle Berry, <laughs> and so was... Um, and no, both, it, uh, debatable about Halle Berry. Don't you, don't you dare! But that's don't my you dare. That's my point. I just named three Catwoman off the top of my head, so we don't need another Catwoman. No, You're I right, Damien. Catwoman was a great movie. <laughs> not that, not the movie, not the single, not the solo movie. I'm talking about Michelle Pfeiffer. And it, yeah. oh no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Halle Berry was. Uh, in yeah, oh yeah. I love Batman Returns. I said it was fine. It's just it's she's no Earth a kit. Yeah, she's no Earth a kit. Yeah, again, we had three Catwoman in the TV series. We had three Catwoman in the movies. Now Anne four. Hathaway. And I mentioned her. So even though she was never her she was never called Catwoman in the movie at all. That's true. She's <laughs> Selena Kyle. Yeah. But again, we don't need a no, but we have one. Um, but uh, my point was the Batman. How many different Batman? We're going to get two Batman in the in the Flash movie, um, and Michael Keaton's also going to reprise the role in the new Batgirl movie. And so, and now we this Gotham Knights. Uh, uh, Batwoman. He's going to be in Batwoman, not Batgirl. No, Batgirl. Are you sure? Because I, I thought I saw Batwoman. Batwoman is the TV series, right? Batgirl, the movie. The movie. Oh, okay. He's going to be in the movie. It's separate from the Batman. Oh, okay. I I must have crossed that. DC is a lot like a pick-your-own-adventure book. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you're going to start here, and from here, you know what? Pick whichever one you want from here, and then go with it. See where where you go. No, I I prefer, in the chat, I prefer Eartha Kid over Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar was fine. Yeah, so was Lee Merriweather, but that's here nor there. Uh, they all look great in the suit. They all have great bodies. Eartha Kitten was the only one that could do the growl, though. So that's, that's why she was my favorite cat. Um, and wasn't but, Michelle Pfeiffer basically doing Eartha Kit? Yes. Yeah, that's that's why I give that. Um, not. I don't mean that as a knock against the Michelle Pfeiffer performance. It's an honorary mention. Yes. If that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. A bonus point, yes. if you will. But the reason why DC is so, you know, so random shit. Because it's fucking Warner Brothers. And it's Warner Brothers, and uh, what they're lacking is they have no. There's no Kevin Feige at Warner at Warner Brothers. There was no. There was no one guy 
that oversees everything that makes sure exactly. all the projects will be connected. And this one will be connected to that one. And you tell this story, but eventually we're going to make it one big story. No, it's just all because I don't even know the, <laughs> the Flash movie is supposed to follow Justice League or in part of the Justice it's League. It's like picture two different cork boards. Whereas yeah. like Marvel's there, you know, like you have like the, the, the well-calculated, you know, string to everything, you know, like an investigator and everything like that, right? Yes. And, you know, everything's lined out and everything like that. You know, you can see like, I, I haven't seen Spider-Man Spider No Way Home, but I can see that obviously has already set up the Doctor Strange uh, 2 movie yes. in the trailer alone. I can see they've already connected it and all that stuff. Yes. And then you have the DC cork board over here, which is plain. So how do they fill it? They just jam everything in one of those air cannon things and they go, what's stuck on it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. What sticks? What's stuck? And DC has a big year, just like Marvel does. They have the Batman and they have uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and they have Aquaman too. Um, And they have all the the TV series that have been, that's been picked up for another year. Um, we say goodbye to Supergirl this year. One of the things we say goodbye to in 2021. Um, I'm going to miss that show, but they still have Legends of Tomorrow and they still have um, uh, Black Lightning and they still have The Flash um, with the big crossover coming up um, in the next month. Uh, so they're still kicking ass there. But, you know, outside of that, they really don't have any momentum that people are outside of, and we've already, they've already established that the Batman is going to be separate from the, the Batman. It's going to be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we've got three different Batman this year and, uh, and not even talking about the Batman on Titans, which is another great Batman. And another, it's like, it's like, though, yes, we know it's like, like Marvel really does make it feel it's a universe. Yes. If if you feel like they're, everything's connected. It is. Whereas, like, DC still try, you know, even through the characters that were involved in Justice League, it still feels like they're trying to force feed it and it's not connecting. It's like that kid trying to put the square block in the circle. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's yes. not working. No. And with uh, Marvel, I mean, we just finished uh, the Hawkeye series. This was the first Wednesday without Hawkeye, and I'm, you know, sad about that. But even that connected with the current uh, Marvel even brought back a character from uh, the Netflix days. Yeah, which- I mean, and then and then it's been uh, it's been said that uh, is a Charlie Cox who did Daredevil. Yes, that uh, Feige has confirmed that he's coming back as Daredevil. Yeah. They haven't right. said in what capacity yet, but they said he's coming back. Yes, um, and the- and I think they've recently brought back D'Onofrio uh, for well, Kingpin. The- that means you didn't see Hawkeye. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I know they did bring him back. Yes, Donofrio's already back as uh, as the kingpin. You know, and there's already talks about um, uh, this actor potentially for Punisher all over again because they feel that's the best Punisher that they've had. Yeah, John Bernthal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, if you're bringing back kingpin, uh, which they already have, um, and he's established that he's the same kingpin that we met in the Netflix show, that means the Netflix series are now canon to... Um, the uh, the exactly. market, and so we're gonna and Charlie Cox, and who knows who else we might see. It's only it's a only a time before we might see Luke Cage, yeah, because there has been also talks and smatterings of Heroes for Hire, yeah, already, 
And with the uh, the trailer for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, uh, one of the things I hate about the world that we live in now, as much as I love you guys, um, everything is uh, leaked. And they make such a big deal out of who shows up at what set, and there's takes all the surprise out of it. If you've seen the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, you know who the villains are already. I would have loved to have known that when I went to the theater and saw that. Yeah. There were still plenty of surprises, nevertheless. But Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness has already confirmed there will be a number of cameos from all sorts of different uh, Marvel heroes, past or past and or present. So we could see some of the Netflix guys show up there. Um, we already know we're going to see Wanda because from WandaVision that had set that up. But we're going to see other heroes too. So I, I wish I didn't know uh, a lot of the stuff I, I do. But uh, Marvel 2022 is going to be huge. Uh, Doctor Strange, um, She-Hulk, Moon Knight on, on the Disney end. And we're going to Wakanda forever. Thor, Love and Thunder. The Morbius uh, thing. The, the Morbius thing. In January 28th. Yes, thank you. And that's another thing. I want to talk about Morbius, but you haven't seen um, Spider-Man No Way Home, Damien or or Veronica, so I won't. Uh, we'll say that for Nerd Herders next month, when hopefully you have seen Spider-Man No Way Home. So then you can look at me, Damien, and say, oh, that's why you didn't say anything when I mentioned Yes, I said yes. That's why I didn't say anything because I wanted you to see it so you could say, "Oh shit! Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I'm biting my tongue uh, right now. But uh, yeah, that's the difference between Marvel and DC. Uh, Marvel has one guy in charge who makes sure that everything. And if you know, if Kevin Feige says it, yes, Charlie Cox is going to be our dare, our daredevil movie. Then he's daredevil. Yes. Or if you say yes, um, Vincent D'Onofrio is a kingpin. Then yes, I saw another orb going by. Or was that a tail? Okay. No, that was a tail. That was a tail. Yeah. But there was no one in DC saying anything like these universes are connected, or we're going to try to make this, that, uh, everything's all willy-nilly. Obviously, we're all gonna go see him. We're all because obviously gonna see the flash, and we're gonna see Aquaman too this year. Uh, not just because of Jason Momoa, just because um it's a hopefully it'll be as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. But um, that is something that uh, we'll have to uh, make time for. Speaking of make time for, make time for Hawkeye, please. I know you're very, you're both incredibly busy. But there's only six episodes; they're half an hour each. It's like yeah, a- I was, I was, uh, I mentioned to her, I was like, man, it feels like Hawkeye went, went by quick. It did. Uh, you still want more, but that's the beauty of it that you can. There's only six episodes. Um, each take place during it during the course of a day, and. <sighs> It's a Christmas series. That and I figured that's probably why because it, it was like meant for the holidays, so the henceforth yeah. why it was kind of short. Yes, because okay. and, um and uh three words, Rogers the musical. That's all you need to know. Oh, everybody was talking about it was, I was like everyone's talking about the Rogers the musical to the point where they want an actual Rogers the musical now. It needs to be on Broadway yesterday, and I hate Broadway. <laughs> Well, if it was, no one would be able to see it. Oh, oh Foxy from the outside. <laughs> That's out of here. It's out of here, just like the audiences. Oh, Dan, are you okay? Anyway, yeah. mo- moving on. Moving on. All right, comic book news. Some interesting comic book news, of all things. What? 
Godzilla takes on the Power Rangers in an official crossover. Yes. Uh, Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, has revealed an official description of the comic series that is set to arrive this March. When Rita Repulsa uses an ancient artifact to transport herself to a universe without Power Rangers, she finds herself in a world with aliens, kaiju, and Godzilla. Uh, hoping to annihilate the new uh, this new foe, Rita hurls her own terrible creatures into battle. But she never expects that the Rangers have followed her to this alternate reality, pitting the dinosaurs themselves head-to-head with the King of Monsters. Why they gotta be all up in Godzilla's shit? Leave him alone. Wow. I'm with Godzilla on this one. You warped into his territory? Fuck that. You would Kill be that. with Godzilla under any circumstances, wouldn't you, Fox? Yeah. I know your, your love for Godzilla goes very deep. It does. Well, for those of that haven't been following the Power Rangers um, comic book series at all, the comic book series is, like, hot for the last, like, year or so now. Really? Between what they did with the alternate timeline and you know the the legend of of the of the of the of like, like basically Tommy becoming bad. It's just, it's this whole thing to the point where there's actually a fully funded um movie coming out with JDF. Uh, it also features um the actor who played Diggle uh from Arrow in it, as well as a bunch of other actors. So the new trailer for that is actually out. Uh, it's like Legend of the White Dragon or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's from Bat in the Sun. It looks and of course it is. Yeah, but it looks incredible. But again, they've got J- JDF. Uh, they've got uh, the actor to play Diggle and a bunch of other people in it and everything like that. Like it's like whoa and everything like that. But Power Rangers has been kicking ass in comic books for quite some time. They've recently had a uh, Ninja Turtle, another Ninja Turtles crossover that was really really big that did really well. Uh, and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I'm actually kind of intrigued by this whole Godzilla Power Rangers uh, crossover thing. I ain't gonna I, lie. I love the fact, you don't have to lie. Rangers, man, that's I'm, in I'm burning it. It's a comic book series. I know. Oh. oh, I love the fact that you call him JDF. Um, I always knew him as Jason David Frank. I interviewed him for the last the last time we had cons here. Um, and I had no idea the, the, the following that he had. Uh, great guy. Um, oh, well, again, early the first year we did this show, when we first did it. Um, yeah. We interviewed him just before things got big for yeah. him all over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it was only supposed to be like 10 minutes because he was doing like a sleepover thing at his karate school and everything. So he called in. So, of course, we're giddy as, as whatever. <laughs> it was one of our biggest shows ever. It was ridiculous. So what we did was, in, in, in our love for the fans that listened to the show and everything like that, fans that listened in for him, we omitted our own questions. We used everybody else's questions. We yeah. said, you know, you guys take the questions. He stayed on with us for like a half hour or so and everything like that. And then the best part is, now this is before, obviously, we did this visually. And mm-hmm. we lost the camera footage. We can't find the camera footage. No, the no. camera died. Oh, yeah, the camera died. The camera died because it's the days of, like, really bad camcorders still that right. weren't that great. But he's like, all right, guys, well, it's been great. It's been a blast, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, before I go, I just got to just gotta remind you guys, it's morphing time. Oh, <laughs> we were jumping up and down to the couches like little kids. We were like, oh, my God, he said it. He said it. We were literally doing that on the air, jumping up and down, going, yelling, he said it, and jumping on the couches and everything. And wow. it was one of the cool. He was like one of the coolest, nicest people ever. And the thing is, we were doing all of this via like 
phone. Yeah, we do one all way. Can you phone. imagine if we had like we were using like, Zoom or Skype or something? Oh, shit forget about us. it. It was the most embarrassing. We made assholes out of ourselves. And then the best part was uh, later that year, uh-huh. we were at New York Comic Con. So JDF is signing on one side. JD. Hulk Hogan is <gasps> next to him. Who? Right next to him, signing. Okay. And let me tell you, tell me. JDF's line is a was like eclipsed. I can't. I can't say three times or just eclipsed Hogan's line. Are you serious? Wow. I can't imagine what would stifle the other guy's line. Well, this is also before Hogan's racism came out. And, it, and this is before that. Even better. <laughs> this is before better. that. Like, like JDS thing was like wrapped around. They had they, they, they put extra stanchions where it's wrapped around and then it went up the stairs and it was just ridiculous. Good Hogan had like one small and Hogan was even like there's even video footage of it. Like Hogan's like, who's over there? He's like, he's like, you know, that's because Hogan's like, who's blowing out my line, you know? And he's like, oh, Jason did Frank. And like he walked over like to try to like shake JDF's hand there, like I guess kind of get the rub a little bit. Yeah. And he didn't even know who JDF was. I know he didn't. I know he did. I just sent you a picture of me and JDF when I interviewed him. There's also old video footage. Uh for those of you not all external, but like this old video footage. JDF a couple of short years ago, and I showed her this. You, you probably forgot about the story I'm about to tell you. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, <laughs> JDF was at a con doing uh-huh. signings, and Jean-Claude Van Damme was there, too. Uh-oh. And um, JDF went on record saying he used to have, he used to be a big fan of Van Damme and why he got into Power Rangers and everything like that, you know, because Van Damme was big during that time. Right. And, you know, at at JDF's own movie premiere at the Power Rangers movie, Van Damme was there and Van Damme blew him off and like punked him out and everything. Ooh, wow. And like acted like, you know, he didn't know who he was. And he's like, dude, this is my movie premiere. You're at my movie premiere. How, you exactly. Know. Yeah. The years go by. And then like apparently there was like a lot of talk, a lot of smack. And, you know, Van Damme said some stuff or whatever like that. And JDF confronted him at the thing. JDF, don't give no In the us. back. And, but the Van, <laughs> you can tell Van Damme. Like, JDF felt bad because Van Damme, you could tell, wasn't all there at that time. He was definitely inebriated or something. Yeah. Because he put his hands on, like, he went to put his hands on, and, like, JDF, like, backed him up, put his, like, forearm on his throat and everything. The yeah, JDF footage, is legit. Yeah. The video footage is on YouTube. The video footage is on YouTube. Wow, I'll be it's very at that. brief because mm-hmm. the moment the hands go up, people cut the footage, like, right away and everything like that. But, yeah. Apparently, it is, uh, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, there. But at the end of the day, JDF, awesome, awesome dude. Wish we could have him back on the show just to do another interview, especially now that he's completely blown up all over again. Yeah, well, now that he's fighting Godzilla, you know, he's probably untouchable. So, uh, <laughs> so ask him? Sure. So she ask him? Because we got him for free. As in, we got him for free when it was, uh, again, before the big boom. Yeah, it, yeah I don't think he, he, he didn't even have, like, a publicist. He, Our friend he, just went, just eat this message. Our like, friend, we would love to have you on. What do you think? And he was like, okay. And we're like, what? Yeah, we were like, but <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the I'm I'm watching the footage now. Of what JDF and Van Dam? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you pulled it up already. <laughs> oh yeah. Live reactions already. All right, hold okay. on. It's it's uh, in a commercial, of course, because it's over a hundred thousand views. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's quick. It's really quick, but. <laughs> 
Come on. Dan couldn't wait. Dan had to see it right away. Oh, he, he needed confirmation. No, it cuts. Told you it's uh, quick. The moment, yeah, he, he the, did, moment the hands go up, they stop the footage. He just he's like, don't try to punk me, dude. <laughs> yeah, he told us, don't try to punk me. Or that. Yeah, he wasn't taking. I am from Brussels. Stuff. I am a nice guy. <laughs> Your foot's in the show. All right. Why is there a foot hanging upside down? <laughs> I, I like seeing the foot. That's Kelly's foot. Okay. Oh, I'm like, I think. Yeah. Is it yoga time already? It's Kelly's foot. Is it yoga time? Yeah, like, we got orbs. We got weird feet got, going on. There's a hockey game, a dog, and a woman. Okay. <laughs> they're walking, and they walk into a bar. And they walk into a bar, and they go, ow. Because it was a metal and bar. And the last bit of news I have for this evening. Now, there's been a, a lot of talk, smattering, rumors. Whatever the case may be about the WWE possibly being up for sale uh, and everything like that. And there's been denials, whatever the case may be. Well, the latest bit of news coming out. The Rock to buy WWE. Please. The news has been making rounds that The Rock is considering buying the company that made him famous. Sources within The Rock's camp have said The Rock has openly talked about such a buyout. However, he needs multiple business partners to go in the, with the deal. Rock recently purchased the XFL from Vince McMahon and could very well be the new key player in purchasing WWE. Currently, Disney and NBC Universal are front runners, but with Rock being entered into conversation, it appears 2022 is going to be a bit exciting. Please. Thoughts please, on that? Please, please, Lord, if, if you do exist, please let Dwayne Johnson buy this company. I'm so tired of the McMahon regime. I'm over it. Thanks. Thanks for your service. See you later, Vince. Well, he's um in a very recent interview said he's worked with Nick Khan and his 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 wife. And he's sung like both of their praises. Because the wife has worked on um uh young his his yeah, young rock. Right, yeah, and she produces a lot of shows on NBC. Nan Nanachka Khan. His show. Yeah, and she's brother of Tony Khan. I mean, or yeah. the other Khan, the Nick Khan, I'm sorry. Yeah. On, on the WWE. So that's where that comes through. Um, yeah. Rock would be in, in, would be buying it with them. Um, the, we've been talking about this for most of the year. Well, on the other podcast that Dan and I do um, about the imminent sale, because they're letting go of wrestlers left and right. It's like they're cutting the payroll uh, Vince McMahon sold his $32 million home. So uh, that's another indication that he's looking to get out or that he's finally, you know, going to step down. If The Rock, so we know it's going to be sold at some point. If, if it's The Rock, great, because at least he's got a foothold in the business and he knows what the hell to do. Even if it's just to buy it, just so he can turn it over to Triple H, so he can run. Yeah, it because Triple right H. now, I mean, with Nick at the helm of it, we had this conversation. It's like, you know, I get it's a business, but in the same token, it's a business that operates in its own way, and you gotta have experience with it. And like that, you can't run it like any other business and expect it to still make money. At the end of the day, call it what you want. 
Right. It's still wrestling. And mm-hmm. you have to know the elements that go to make that work. I know, I know Khan, that I know that Nick he Khan says is a businessman. He's not a wrestling fan, nor has he had experience in the business. I know that he said they, you know, they call it sports entertainment and it's a TV show and it's this and that. And there's 30 writers and blah, blah, blah. it's still using the wrestling format as its main drive. And you, and as you're saying, Damien, you got to have somebody who is with it now. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think Vince has cared. I know he cares. I know he cares like that. Cause that it's his thing. It's his baby. But I don't think, I don't think anybody there, this is just, this is coming from a fan perspective, has any idea what anybody wants or anybody wants to see anymore. I mean, how many of their writers are even wrestling fans? There was the one woman we spoke about that got fired who had no clue who Bobby Lashley was. The show is almost unwatchable. I haven't watched WWE programming past the YouTube clips just to keep updated on what to talk about on the show since March. You said it. I'm longer than that. The words you use, Damien, writers. Since when is a professional wrestling show need writers. Vince has always been obsessed with not making a wrestling show, but making a variety show, making it an entertainment show. He yeah, I mean, you got TNT and yeah. all that stuff that he had and, and everything. He yeah. hires people from Hollywood, guys that wrote for the Harvard Review, guys that have, people that have written for sitcoms, for a wrestling show. He had Freddie Prince Jr., Patrice O'Neill, Zia Vidal, a Hollywood Type said Ralph. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Ron Funches, who you thought reminded of him, of me of him, or him of me. Yeah. He all they all wrote for the WWE. They're all comedy writers. They're television. They're sitcom writers. That's who you have working for the WWE. That's why you have mindless angles and people that have no idea what the hell they're doing. That's why the the, the product sucks as bad as it does because nobody cares and. The, even the, the why they try to bring back guys that people would care about back when wrestling was hot. That's why you see people like Edge now or Jericho now because, oh, well, that guy's still there. Oh, yeah, I remember Edge. So, you know, let's Edge is coming back or Goldberg's coming back or let's let's put him on. That'll get some people. Oh, I remember Goldberg. I'll watch for 10 minutes and watch the dial not move at all. The only way this can get back to a wrestling show is if a wrestling person is in charge. And as long as Vince McMahon is in charge of the WWE, it's and not it, and, going to get better. And it seems like they've really like put Triple H in the corner. Yeah. Like, there's been no words since his heart thing or anything. And I know Shawn Michaels has been very adamant, like, he wants him to get better with whatever's going on. Yeah. But even still, though, and, and at one point it was like slated like, if anybody was going to take over from Vince, it was going to be Steph because she had true brains of it and doesn't even seem like that anymore. No. But, yeah, you know, even even writing-wise, though, it's like there's zero depth. Like, some of the things that they have come out with could have been a thing, but they mm-hmm. lacks such depth. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all what is also lacking is, um, I want to say, quote-unquote, real life. For example, uh, let's take a look at the women's storylines. It always 
always focuses on you're my friend. Now you're not my friend. You have the title. I'm going to have the title and I'm going to become this instead. Whereas there are so many other things that you can do with women, but they're not. What's so wrong with having like another quote unquote love angle? Well, you can't do that now because social media, we all know who everybody's dating. So you can't do that. You can't do a whole big Trish, Lita, Christian Jericho thing anymore because of social media. But if you were really creative, you can do something. They've pigeonholed when all the women, when it comes to their storylines, completely pigeonholed it, won't think outside the box. And again, when there are things that could be good, it's just not there. It's either written for the wrong person or they kill it before it becomes a thing. They make it super short lived as opposed to something that goes on and on and on. Yeah. And it just falls flat. Yeah. It's like. And, and it's hard to come up with uh, ideas, but here's just a really, really random one. Let's have two people that want to fight and here's how you'll make me pay to see it or make me want to watch it. You guys don't like each other. Why? Let's go. And now I want to pay to see it. I want to see you kick her ass. And I mm-hmm. want to see her ass get kicked. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't have to involve any men. You don't have to have a love. You just, why, are yeah. you, why are you fighting? And why, do, why would I pay to see it? Yeah. And regurgitated storylines, literally one after another, after another. How many times in this year have we seen the whole... Two mismatched people yes. that are fighting each other, but then we're friends now. We won a tag team championship, so now we have to coexist. How many times have we seen that this year alone? Three fucking times. Yes. One after another after another. You did it with you did it with Shayna and Naya. Mm-hmm. You did it with Natty and um, Tamina. Mm-hmm. And you did it with Rhea and Nikki. Yeah. One after another, after another. It's like, because I recall watching the first one, it's like, all right, fine. And then the second one came about, and you're like, okay. And then when the thing with the with Rhea and Nikki happened, it was like, all right, I'm kind of done now. I'm done. I've, I've been done. Um, and- we, can, we can only hope... You know, we can only hope and keep our fingers crossed that The Rock makes this buy and restores some sort of semblance in order to whatever the hell this is going, what the hell is going on. Yes. And then team up with Kevin Hart to take on Jason Momoa and Dave Batista. Yes. yes. Priorities. 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 And I lied. There is one more news tidbit, which I know Dan is going to go crazy for. And everything like that, which we could all sink our teeth a little bit into. In our final tidbit, Paul Fegg calls out Sony for excluding Ghostbusters 2016 from the Ultimate Collection. Now, the Ultimate Collection, as we've seen, is a hell of a collection. You know, it's got the it's got the, the ghost trap. It's got a whole bunch. It's an amazing collection. Oh, you have but, no idea. But <laughs> they've excluded the 2016 film. I have so, an update. Dan, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. Go for it. Well, well I have an update. It's in there. <laughs> now it's in there? It's in there, but it's digital only. Oh. Interesting. 
I have some thoughts. Wait, really about Ghostbusters? Huh. I, I well, let's 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 start with the pros first. Uh, I you you obviously give me, know everything. Give about me a second. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't memorize it, so yeah. give me a second. That's why I wanted to do the cons first because I was looking up the list of stuff. Because okay. you've only you've only like, had it's like a, a, a lot of hours of footage and everything. No, it's like a recut of the it's, tip of the iceberg. It's like a recut of the original, like everything. It's not a recut. I'll explain in a second. All right. So here's the cons because there's one con. Okay. Uh, and it's the, the 2016 thing. Now, I can make the argument. Um, I have the 007 box set. It excludes the movie that came out in 1983 called Never Say Never Again. With Sean Connery. With Sean Connery because it's not canon. Right. Not part of the Eon slash uh, MGM James Bond movies. It is a separate universe. Mm -hmm. Answer the Call is not part of the original canon. It is a separate universe. Hmm. However, uh, don't balk on that movie. <laughs> I know We've there been are... Through this one with you yet. Yeah, I'm going to do the short version. I know people didn't like that movie. There is a whole subsect of fans that are now fans of this franchise because this movie existed before they were not fans. And I know it bombed, but it made $246 million. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I am disappointed. <laughs> Shut up, Craig. <laughs> I'm, dis I'm disappointed, but this is a trilogy box set. So I, I was not as upset, but I can see the other side of it of why people who really like that movie are upset. And the problem is that it's a lot, even though it bombed, it's a lot. So there's, of course, a divide. And Paul Feig was, uh, he was right to at least say, yo, guys, and not for nothing, Angry Internet changed the rules and they're now putting it in as part of the digital pack where it wasn't going to be before. So I'm very happy about it, but it, it's not canon. Straight up, that's why it's not in the box set. It's one, two, three, the original Spang, it's the Spangler saga. Now, with that being said, let's talk about this goddamn box set. <laughs> yeah, I know it's like loaded. Because at first I was like, well, I have all this. And then they told us what was in it. And yes, first of all, it's a ghost trap. And it's not only a ghost trap, but it lights up and all the steel books are inside of it. It's also reprinting a book that came out in the early 90s called Making Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. which is out of print now. They're reprinting that. In 4K with Dolby Vision, all three movies. Now, Afterlife's loaded with features. I told Kelly... You might as well go somewhere that weekend. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit to watch. The original Ghostbusters is coming with a preview cut, 114 minute cut of the movie that came out for screeners without finished special effects, different takes, all kinds of crap. Two new scene commentaries with Jason and Ivan Reitman. Dana Barrett auditions from Dana, uh, from Denise Crosby, Kelly LeBrock, and more. Wow. Okay. A new I 90 the Kelly LeBrock one. 
That's yeah. I, I hope I hope they have the Sigourney Weaver one because she acted like a dog and barked on his desk. Um, like it like she was possessed. And I'm like, I gotta see that because yeah, Sharon Stone did the same thing for Catwoman and it didn't get her the role. No, um uh, Sean, Young. Sean, Sean Young. Young. Sean Young. Oh Sean Young, Sean thank, Young. You. Yeah. thank you. A yeah. 90 minute, a new 90 minute documentary called Ghostbusters Behind Closed Doors. And I just wanted to throw out a mention to the documentary, please look this up, called Cleaning Up the Town. It's over two hours and 48 minutes of making the original Ghostbusters from start to finish. And they're doing a second one, Too Hot to Handle, another long, lengthy documentary about Ghostbusters 2, separate wow. DVD. The full TV broadcast version of the film with the edited takes getting rid of the curse words and the dick references and the blowjob. Wow. The 16 deleted scenes and then everything that's been on DVD and Blu-ray since. Ghostbuster. Now, this is where I was like, you motherfuckers. God damn you, Sony. Ghost, <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 has 19 more deleted scenes that have never been released. 19. What? 19. How many? 19. Okay. Uh, a promo from the soundtrack that was just released this June. It, the score was never released until 2021. Wow. Uh, the broadcast version of that film that got rid of the uh, heavier references. Mm -hmm. And then everything that was on the DVD and Blu-rays up to this point. But it's the 19 deleted scenes, which is making me hope you see it in the Ghostbusters 2 I didn't wear the shirt on purpose. Uh, you see it in the Ghostbusters 2 montage after the court scene where they're playing the Run DMC montage. Yeah. It's a shot of the Ecto-1A, excuse me, hauling ass around a corner and Pete looking back going, what the fuck? There's yeah. a scene after they get out of the museum where Ray gets possessed by Vigo. You all see it where Pete's taking the picture. Well, Ray gets possessed. That continues outside where oh. he's possessed. And he tries to kill the Ghostbusters in the car. Oh. So Vigo's got hold of Ray, and he's trying to get Ray to crash the car and kill them because he's like, oh, these guys are going to get me. And Rince is able to grab, punch Ray out, grab hold of the steering wheel, crash it into a tree. Ironically enough, it's in the comic book adaptation that came out in 1989. So it kind of exists. So I'm hoping huh. some of this footage is coming because a little bit got released on Laserdisc. Yes, I'm a Ghostbusters encyclopedia uh, in, in the early 90s or late 80s when it came out. But there's a chance that some of this has come back. Because remember, when I, I don't know if you saw it, the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters, they found the reel for the, the ghost blowjob scene that's in the montage in the first movie. Mm -hmm. There's a whole five-minute scene written around that. <laughs> it's on the Blu-ray, the Fort Detmer scene. It's where Winston and Ray are coming back from when they show the scene where they talk about Judgment Day and then the, the house blows up. That's in between that. It, they found the reel. They found the reel in time for the 35th anniversary of the set. Just like they found the 19 new scenes where I'm going, okay, sorry, fine. Fine. You, you win this round, you bastards. So anyway, now, You've not seen Afterlife, have you? Not yet, because I've been waiting for a clear copy. It's coming out January 4th. So which means I should be able to stream it pretty soon. In a week. You and I need to call each other when you're done watching it. Yeah. And, I, 
Well, and I, I know and, you've I know you've probably already pre-ordered this collector's set. Twice, twice, twice. twice. I, 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 you've oh, ordered yeah. it twice? Well, no, I did the digital as well. Oh. Well, I might have to rent it from you. Because <laughs> I damn sure can't afford one, but I might need to rent it from you. Brother, I will come over for like, it'll take three days to go through this shit, but when when numbers start going down, yeah, man, I will come to your house and I will watch. I I will. Oh, don't I have I need to sit to through this sh- stuff? I have to sit through this shit again. Darn it! Oh, that sucks. But you need to promise me, both of you and Foxy, I need you to hold him to this. The moment the second credit scene ends, and that's at the end of the credits, I need you to call me because I want to hear how you sound. Craig knows what I'm talking about. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? You just, I need to hear your as live yeah. reaction as possible. You can't call me during that moment because there's a few things that happen after, but you've avoided everything, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, Damien. Uh, You're not fucking prepared. <laughs> All I know is I've seen people post and talk, talk about just tears, 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 tears. Yes. Have a bucket of tissues. Yes. I have a bucket and tissues. And tissues, both. Yes. Because you're gonna go yeah, like, uh, and then the next minute, like <laughs> I have a, I obviously have my feelings because I know I know his I know someone's daughter was interviewed quite a bit. I promise you, Damien, and I've seen it eight times. <laughs> and every time I go, uh, it wasn't that it looked kind of, oh my god, it, that's amazing. Like it blew my mind every time I saw it. That's all I can yeah. say. It's you'll understand. Yeah. yeah you'll you'll under, under you will you sir will understand. Yeah, I, def- I probably definitely want to watch it with the kids too, because like you know, the mini the mini stay puffs of course got their attention. And the fact that it involves kids, you know, right away it's like, oh, they're, they're you your kids will like this. It's Dude, it's like Goonies. Ghost, it's Ghostbusters Goonies. They just, they just for the first time caught the last 15, 20 minutes of Goonies. Mm-hmm. And they were like all into it. I'm like, guys, you have no idea. And we, we were telling them, we were like, guys, what you don't realize is how great. I said, when Goonies came out, we had Goonies. We had Ghostbusters. This is all in the same time period. And they looked at me like I was saying the most magical things ever. They were like, what? This this we movie. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Finish. No, we were like this was a golden era. It's like you know we had Goonies, but yeah, they watched like the last 20 minutes of Goonies and they loved it. This mo- this movie was made for fans of the original movies and their children. Yeah, this movie is all about because you know you you've seen the reviews about fan service and nah, all of it is Craig will agree, and you know Craig's when Craig needs Dude, to be critical about smart. a movie. Craig's critical. It's yeah. all through the discovery of these things that exist in the world that you see these things. There's no big reveal like the proton pack. It's just there. Yeah. It was a beautiful. Oh, it's just there. Oh, what the hell is that thing? Oh, that's a that's a ghost trap. Where'd you find this yeah. thing? It's just like that. Yeah, and, you, and you and know how much I love the car. Like, it falls into like it falls into like what they did with to- the last Toy Story, where people were like, it wasn't made for new watchers; it was made for people that were grown up. Yeah, and I like the fact that you're saying that it's made for it's Both. made for us and our kids. The la- the last fifteen minutes is such a great right. money shot redux of things. It's just uh um, 
I just I'm not going to spoil Find anything. I, I, yeah, play over and over, baby. Um, the speaking of reveals, we all know the cars in it because we've seen the trailers and the pictures. But that reveal cracked me up every time because as much as I reveal, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirty, forty, fifteen. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 different copies. 21, the Lego one I haven't even opened yet. Uh, so you know how much I revere that car. The way they reveal it, you're like, <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what's messed up is, remember I told you, because you're going to, we have so many in the basement, so many of the real Ghostbusters action figures. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Oh. But, because her brother had them. So, you know, they're not in the greatest condition or whatever. We have so many. Am I also robbing you when I come to see you? Huh? Am I robbing you when I come to see you as well? They're her brothers. They're her brothers. So. All right. I'll fight him for it. And But also, I found at the bottom of the bin, not one, but two of the Ecto-1s on the bottom of it. And unfortunately, they don't have all the pieces. I got one with all the pieces. You know which one I wish I still had? Um. The Trend Masters Extreme Ghostbusters Ecto One. It came out in '97. Look at it was a cool car. I gave it to my sister, and unfortunately, Extreme Ghostbusters didn't get enough credit. That was good. It's a goddamn great show. They're airing them every every Tuesday on the YouTube channel. The fact the one that yeah. debuted this week is the crossover part one. Yeah. Well, they're great doing show. the same thing that uh, remember I told you Mattel did the same thing with Transformers. Oh, that's right. I forgot to check that out because I'm meaning to recheck out the show. And uh... yeah, I just want to see the return of Optimus Prime again. Yeah. yeah. Well, nevertheless, that Sorry. is nerd news. But yeah, no, it's okay. But yeah, so any, anything else on this? You, box you set, thought you were getting you thought you were getting juicy, but I was like, no, no. They said it's it's done. Never mind. Um, no, I, I I know I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but if you'll indulge me again, it's okay to like something that. Stop. Stop coming into my mentions. This this thing that Twitter has where people are like, I can't believe you still like this movie, Europe. I, somebody dropped the F word to me the other day. Just that. And I was like, okay. Um, you gonna be okay, bro? <laughs> like, didn't offend me. I don't care. I'm a, Call me an F. I don't care. Uh, but I was like, you, don't, you know you don't have to watch this movie. Hello, kitty. That's that's one of the new babies. Hello, Kitty. But anyway, just be nice to people if they like the other movie. You don't have to watch it. And I or can tell anything. by some of your comments that you didn't watch it. So chill out. Yeah, it's like everybody has their stuff that they like. If it's as okay. many people who complained about the movie existing actually watched it and knew what they were talking about, it would have made a hundred million more money, much money like, than I it didn't. Did. It was, I didn't see all of the movie. I probably saw the last 20 minutes to half hour because it was like one of those things I was clicking, 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 you know, you stop and you kind of just ride the rest out. How dare you? I enjoyed it. Excuse me. Sorry. I, I enjoyed it. And I thought Hemsworth was hilarious. <laughs> you know, and everything like that playing the idiot and everything. So I, oh yeah. Hemsworth is really good. He's really, right after that is when Thor, the Thor, the dynamic for the Thor movies changed. So you're welcome, yeah. Marvel. Yeah. What's okay. more, what's sexier? Me listening to saxophone or me playing saxophone? <laughs> yes. Oh, there's no, there's no lens in here. I'm just, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, a fish tank is a submarine for fish. Yes. Huh? <laughs> this was great. Yeah. It's a don't listen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he I hits the that gun. one kind of caught your attention. 
Yeah, yeah. You gotta. It, 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 listen, I love. I saw that movie nine times in the theater, so I really don't give a shit what anybody. But don't come to my mentions because I will burn you. Yes, and I will burn and you. Everybody's back. allowed to love what they love, and that's okay. I just don't I get just, it. I, I, we go back to this almost every year, every episode. I don't get it because, again, when it comes to this actual discussion, have I seen it? No. Do I care to? No. Fuck you guys. Like, no, I don't personally like those actresses. I'm not going to watch it. But I'm not sitting here shitting all over it and shitting on the actresses. It's like this is this is this is what I don't understand, Foxy. Yeah, I don't. Don't, don't. And if you could find a post, call me out on it. Go to anybody's page and go, you're an idiot for liking this. So, so when you come to my page and I haven't even tagged you about me liking this movie, I will burn you ver- verbally. <laughs> it's going down, brother. I will ignore you till you come to my mentions, especially when you're dropping slurs and just eviscerate. I'm not going to report your tweet. I'm going to embarrass you. Because once I know you're a homophobe, it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, but that's, yeah, and that's all the box set has. That's it for now. That's the next box set. The, no, Damien, 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 I will get thrown out of a top floor window. Like, this is it. This so better I mean, be the it. This, this better be like the ceiling. I'm doing the Star Wars thing where I bought the box set with the original six. Yeah, I said original six. Bite me, nerds. Um, and then the last three, I just buy the. It's like I'm not buying another box set. After Afterlife, I'm just buying the single discs, uh, the the movies, and just adding it next to it on the shelf. I'm not playing that game anymore. You know, somebody is hearing this right now. I'm going oh, really, Dan. The really? look. If I could, I want to put you on camera just to get you the look that I just got. I just lay next to me on the bed with a hockey game. She just went. So she knows I'm full of shit. Can I just say in other news and he doesn't want the attention? Uh, I want to give it to him anyway. And I know he's listening right now. So I'm only going to say this quick. Um, you know that Hasbro's coming out with that big, giant, huge bat proton pack. One for one scale. Do you, okay, I was nervous. I was like, do we not know this is coming out, Danny? <laughs> no, we know. We know. Well, he bought it for me, my friend Matt. Aww. Thank you, Matt. That's awesome. I, that's a word for it, yes. So I tried to get him something for Christmas, and he said no. So I said, well, lunch is on me for the next eight years. <laughs> um, so in March of... <laughs> I didn't mean to trigger you. Uh, so next next spring, not this coming spring, spring 2023... I already have the Sprangler wand. Uh, the It's going to hook up to that wand and work as one piece. Nice. I will send you a video, Damien, so you can kick yourself for not financing this thing because Damien, <laughs> my cum came. <laughs> Sorry, Foxy. Wow. It just... I thought it was like, wow, that does all that stuff. It's really cool. And then Adam Savage did a video with one of the developers. And I... There's no... Ver- yeah. Egon. Yeah. So, all right, I'm all Ghostbustered out. Sorry. Sure, you're all Ghostbustered out. No, I'm out. not Ghostbustered out at all. 
I can watch but the movie again are, right now. I would. News bits, though. We are out of news bits and everything like that. It's oh. been a hell of a year, guys. We did it. We did it again. Hey, we what's your it. favorite movie of the year, Dan? Well, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. I like Spider-Man, but Ghostbusters Afterlife is a movie of the year. Why would you ask that question? <laughs> hey, quick, uh, quick question. Did anybody, did anybody uh, out of this group here? I know we haven't yet because, again, I'm waiting for clear streams because we don't go to the theater, so I'm waiting for clear streams. Did either of you guys watch the, the Resident Evil movie? No interest. I was busy going to see Ghostbusters several times with different people. Yeah. Did anyone did anyone watch the uh, debut of Book of Boba Fett today? Did not, but it looks so good. Oh, shit, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, Book I gotta watch Fett that. Looks later. So good. It yeah. was so good. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, it was. And only- I love Ming Na. She's fantastic. She like stopped aging twenty years ago. Yes. Yes, she did. Thirty but- years ago, bro. Well, it's like Jennifer Tilly, too. Jennifer Tilly just turned like 60-something, and she stopped aging when? During Bride, 90- During Bride of Chucky? She stopped aging after that scene with Gina Gershon in the truck in the movie Bound. Yeah. I have it on DVD. Mm, yeah, me too. Freeze frame. Um, well, Book of Boba Fett uh, dropped for episode one dropped today, every Wednesday going forward. It's only 33 minutes. Um, and splendid companion piece to uh, The Mandalorian. As well as Return of the Jedi. <clears throat> Again, when you have time, uh, Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, two thumbs way up. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Any other year end recommendations from anybody? Dan, you got a year other than Ghostbusters Afterlife? Ted Lasso. Season two. Ted Lasso is a fantastic show. I was blowing it off. And uh, our friends, Craig and our friends, how do you say that phrase, Craig? My yeah. friends, Craig's and mine friends, Preston and, the Preston and Steve show on WMMR has been raving about the show. And out of the blue, uh, we started it here. And I'm like, this show's fucking amazing. I'll probably go downstairs and watch an episode or two after this is over. Uh, it was uh, conceived and written by Jason Sudeikis. And he stars as Ted Lasso. And. You laugh, you cry, you read, you you empathize, you sympathize. Fucking fantastic show. It's built around soccer. There's very little soccer. Uh, so if you're a soccer fan, if you're not a soccer fan, like why would I watch that? Hell of a drama comedy. So uh, my recommendation is Ted Lasso. I'm trying to think if I saw anything else this year. Uh, if you're a music fan and you've been sitting on the fence about Let It Be, uh, excuse me, The Beatles Get Back. Um, it's worth it just to get eight hour, uh, 20 hours in to see Ringo say he farted. <laughs> Bru- uh, sir, I was, I was dying because I'm like, oh, look, they're human. Look, they're human, just like us. They're sitting there discussing something, and Ringo's sitting next to George Martin, and Paul McCartney's standing next to somebody else. I'm pretty sure it was the director, Michael Lindsay Hogg, and they're just sitting there, and Ringo's just sitting there because he's high and drunk all the time because it was stressful as fuck, and Ringo just turns slowly to George Martin and goes, I just want to let you know I farted. <laughs> I was originally going to not say anything and just let you deal with it, but I just thought I'd let you know. And he said, oh, thank you very much. Fucking funny stuff. But seriously, past that, um, I know this is the new thing, which, uh, again, another plug for Manic Mixtape, uh, which is supposed to be on Saturday, as long as everything is swimming. Uh, Saturday, like New Year's Day or something? Is it New yes, Year's Day? New Year's Day. Uh, yes, it is. Are you yeah. doing something special on New Year's Day? Eating. Oh, Day. That's it. 
Just are eating. we are we are we on or do you want to cancel that? We're on so long as I'm still healthy. Okay, good. Well, uh, well I will I will promote it and uh, change it if I have to. But my point was manic mixtape every two weeks when we're both uh, healthy. Uh, we've discussed this weird thing where it's cool to hate the Beatles now on on the internet. The, oh, the Beatles weren't even that good. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> That's fine if you don't like them, but okay. It's like me saying Sidney Crosby sucks. He doesn't suck. I hate him because he's not on my team. That's why I hate that son of a bitch. He's an all-star, period. Three, three Stanley Cups. I have no room to talk. The Beatles were a world-class band, and it's a great documentary on seeing a band figure shit out emotionally, physically, and artistically. And it's Peter Jackson. So, mm. oh, here's a confession for you. It's Peter, it's Peter Jackson. So it's long-winded, and you probably have another editor to cut out about an hour and a, another hour and a half. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Not one solitary I, second of it. Well, I promised Kelly I would try. And I made the mistake of saying, let's watch the extended version. <gasps> so I've got part one in, and I'm still waiting to start part two, because holy shit, there's a lot going on. I remember, I saw, I saw part one when it was theatrically released, and it was, it was before my beautiful, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful wife, who I adore, who would never drag me through such things. I took you to see The Watchmen. You took me to see The Watchmen. That was... Long enough, but it wasn't Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I just remember, because I was with my ex at the time, and I remember the point where you think it's over, and everybody, it goes black, and everybody goes and gets us to get up, and people even had already made their way out, and it was like, oh, fuck, this ain't over yet. <laughs> and you had to sit back down and go, oh, no, it's not over yet. It's like, it was like a whole another what? How long after that? Like another... The Kevin Smith joke in Clerks 2 is is accurate. It's a bunch of walking. Yes. I mean, granted, I can watch these movies on mute because they're gorgeous. And we have the 4K. Oh, I, see, I just love watching oh the battle scenes. The battle scenes are incredible. Well, I haven't gotten any of that shit yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jesus fucking Christ. We, we literally just got to the... Fe- it's not bad. It's just not for me. But I'm determined to get part two in this week before the week then because I promised I would. And they're broken up on the disc as like mini series, so that's good. Yeah, so uh, and it's not the and to defend myself, I'll watch the and that was that was my promise. You watch Justice League, the director's cut. I'll watch Lord of the Rings. So I have to try to get through this, or I'm a dead man, um, very dead. But it's it's just I've never been interested in. Please don't kill me. Dungeons and Dragons has never been my thing. Medieval times. You know, else. Okay. Fantasy. It's just not. It's fantasy has never been my thing. High fantasy is yeah. not your thing. That's fine. Yeah. So I'm. It, I've never given a shit to go see these movies. So this is a slog for me. But my, the thing I have going for me is they look. If I watch this on mute and play music in the background, it's just. Well then, yeah, and live and live, Tyler. And Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. Welcome. Oh yeah, every day. Anyway, so that was my that was a great segue to Peter Jackson needs another goddamn editor. Because mm. and this is a Beatles fan, and I'm sure the Blu-ray is going to come out with about another four fucking hours of footage. No, 
No, stop it. Well, my uh, my year end uh, suggestion, uh, and it's not a movie or anything like that, and it didn't it didn't come out this year either. But still, again, if you haven't, it's new to you. I highly, highly, highly recommend for those of you that are into the Dark Pictures anthology style video games and everything like that, like those playable, you know, movies and stuff like that. Little Hope. We just, I just got that one over Christmas. I just completed a second playthrough on it already. The twist to it and everything. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what just, this is. Yeah. Uh, if you have not played Little Hope, and again, if you're into that type of a video game, it's absolutely incredible. It's astonishing. It's just one of the most amazing ever. Absolutely ever. There's and I'm trying to get coming. the cut to work because apparently the way it's supposed to work is if you finish a story, you can get unlocked the curator's cut, which gives you, lets you play the game again from the other from other people's perspective oh. and everything like that. So you can see other aspects of the story and everything like that. But nevertheless, even if, even if you don't get that working, like I haven't yet, it's an amazing story with a with an ending that will leave you like because that's what happened to her and I. And there's two more. Uh yeah, there is there is uh there's man of, Men of, Men of Men, little hope. House, House of, of Ashes, Ashes, and then there's the next one that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, the next devil, one hasn't come out yet. The Devil in Me, apparently it's called. Yes, yes The Devil in Me. Now, I didn't realize it was the, an anthology. The way the way they treat these is actually rather incredible because there's a there's a there's the curator that basically guys use all of these and everything like that. But the way the game starts, every one of them starts as if it's almost like a television series. Like it has an intro song and everything. It's like one of the coolest intro songs I've ever heard. Was it something with the devil or whatever? Like something. It was like an amazing intro song. I'll find you the the, the thing and we'll send you the we'll send you the song, uh, Dan and everything. But I highly recommend again uh, if you have not played it, whether it's for the, I don't think it was it wasn't released this year. It was before. Mm-hmm. Definitely Dark Pictures Anthologies, Little Hope. Gotta play it if you love horror, suspense, mystery. All that stuff. This is a complete mind fuck. I have no other word. This is a complete mind fuck by the time you reach the end of it. It's absolutely incredible. Enjoyed the hell out of it again. I got a Christmas day. I've already played it twice. <laughs> wow. Do you have any year end suggestions for anybody on any medium? Um, my year end suggestion is what I've been doing this entire year and I'm going to continue doing every year, which is now that I'm in my 40s, I can actually be the cool-ass teenager I always wanted to be, but wasn't allowed to be. So um, with that, I actually suggest everyone go watch a bunch of shit you used to watch as a teenager from a different perspective. I have re-watched this year so far the entire season one of My So-Called Life, wow. uh, the entire series of Felicity, which I don't know why I watched it when I was younger. That show was so fucking boring. Wait till we get to Dawson's Creek. Um, that's not on my list. Oh, your poor oh. feet. <laughs> yeah, that show was stupid. That show was stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and what else? The entire I do actually what I do recommend watching is um, 
on Paramount Plus, the Real World Reunion for season one, New York. That yeah, was, it was actually good. she drew me in. It was incredible. I binge watched the entire oh, thing in a day. Oh yeah, yeah. And and this was during the time when COVID first hit. Yeah, it was filmed during when COVID at first hit. But to see them all grown up talking about how nothing has essentially changed, like and, politically, and, and, and even the reunion had its fair share of drama. Yeah, like how politically things are literally exactly the same, but more people are just aware of it and making it was absolutely amazing. And um, the real world reunion for season two, Los Angeles just dropped, I believe around Thanksgiving. So I am going to be catching that, but yeah, they still like filmed said, that. Yeah. Wow. That seems like a great idea. Yeah. So they have everybody from the season two, which was Los Angeles cast reunited in the house again. Uh, for those who do not remember, season two was where they had that whole big incident with David, the comedian, trying to rip the blanket off of Tammy and her flipping out and him getting exiled from the house. He was the first exile from any real world house. Yeah. It, it, it was a big to do. And then, and it's a big to do on this one, too. Yes. Uh, but like I said, my my suggestion is uh, at your age, be the awesome teenager that you wanted to be, but couldn't be now because who the fuck is stopping you? That's my I suggestion. A, I have a question. Don't watch Just, Grey's Anatomy. No, fuck. Don't it. watch anybody. I've never fucking I've ne suckered in. I will never forgive them for Denny Duquette. And um, your heart will be ripped the fuck out for the rest of your life. Don't I have, watch Grey's Anatomy. I, I have a question. What what year was what season was Boston? Boston was season six because it goes. New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, London, Miami, Boston. Because that's the reunion I want to see. <laughs> Boston was good. It was very underrated. Well, it was in the I feel firehouse. it was one of the last good ones. It was had. in the firehouse. And wasn't there this guy yes. on that season that kept talking about how one day he's going to be this big professional wrestler? No. Blah, blah, blah. No. no. Is that no. a different season? That was season 10, which was Chicago. Which she was talking about, can't wait for that reunion, so let that reunion happen. Yeah. Oh, okay, then I meant season 10, then. Season 10. Let that, let that reunion happen. After Boston, it what? goes Hawaii, Los Angeles, Philly. Philly, and then Chicago, and then back to New York. Philly and was such a... Philly was Philly. boring. Yeah. yeah, Philly was such a drag for me because I got so excited. I'm like, we're going to see shit that I... Huh. This is stupid. This yeah. is the most boring cast I've ever seen in my life. And well, if you're well, if you like uh, crew out for the straight guy, then you that show gave us Karamo. So that's one good thing that came out of the Philly real world. That's true. Oh, I remember why I like Boston so much. Genesis. She was yeah. cute. And her name was Genesis. That's the too. first person I ever knew that was named Genesis, and I was like, I like her, and I hope she just destroys everybody here mentally. Yeah, I had a problem with Cyrus just because I think he spent all this time as a baby on his head because he had this great ball <laughs> flat as a rock. Oh, and also, also, Boston was in the firehouse. That's the other reason why I like it so much. I and, just had a, I just had a mind-blown moment. So... Yeah. While watching my while rewatching my so-called life, I posted how I'm gonna now judge people by their age, how they remember Jared Leto. How it was um, you either remember him as the Joker, the lead singer, 30 seconds to March, or like me as David uh, Jordan Catalano. Um, oh my god, the word the name Genesis is now separated as well by age group. 
You either know women that are named Genesis and automatically think of a Sega, or you know women named Genesis and automatically think of the band. There's your age groups now. Gotcha. Well, damn. She, she There's can't, your new age groups. She can't dance. Come on, Damien, you son of a bitch. I know. I you got knew. it. I got it. There we go. I got him to do it. There Sweet. you go. Fine. You got one. For it. And now in this last tour, Phil literally couldn't. Oh, wow. Well, he's a millionaire. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I paid him. <laughs> Multiple times. Twice. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Never mind. I told it on Manic Mixtape. I won't tell the story again. I got my Philly venue t-shirt, ran in there like a son of a bitch and grabbed it. Didn't get sick that I know of. Unless everybody around me asymptomatic. Made it. Anybody else would love any year-end suggestions? Yeah, try to be nice to everybody. Okay? Everybody's Absolutely. fighting a battle you don't know. Stop being hey, so 2021 was 2020 light, but apparently it looks like it's picking up again. But be safe. Yeah, be smart. Right. Enjoy life. I had a better time in 2021, 2020 than I did in 2021. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I went to see concerts in 2021. Oh, fuck you all. Thought about 2020, I, you know, yeah, quarantine and COVID, but I had a good time. It was a good year. It's another day. One can go suck a dick. It's another day above ground. There's that, yes. Craig, do you have any uh, master ceremonies, end of year thing you wanted to mention? So many. Um, you know, we had an entire year, 2020, of no Marvel projects. This year, uh, we seem to have one every couple of months, starting if, you know, it's been a long year, but you know, this year started with WandaVision and what a revelation that was started slow and the, and the movies came back too. So, but we, this year alone, I mean, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, Black Widow was the first Marvel movie in 574 days. The What If series, Shang-Chi, the first Asian American superhero. Um, the incredibly boring Eternals, uh, Hawkeye, and maybe the movie of the year already grow passing one billion dollars. Spider Man No Way Home. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, sorry. It'll get to a billion at some point, but Spider Man did it in ten days. Mm. So, um, so we have uh, that. Um, Spider Man No Way Home, probably my favorite movie of the year. Another one up there. Uh, it's. I think it's still available on uh, HBO Max. Uh, King Richard, um, Will Smith will get another Oscar nomination for this uh, because this is the first movie where you don't like Will Smith, uh, even though he's charming and he's always Will Smith, but in this movie, you don't like him. And Will Smith, as a rule, um, only gets nominated for an Oscar when he's playing a real person. So with Ali <laughs> and with... Uh, Chris Gardner in uh, Pursuit of Happiness. And with this, he'll get nominated. So those are my movies of the year, King Richard and uh, and uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and Ghostbusters um, Afterlife. That no, I, no, no, that's fine. Oh, well, that I unfortunately saw before Dan, and I told him the second after I got out of the theater how great it was and how I was in tears in the last 10 minutes. 
Hold hold on. He tried to get me to go. Yes. But I was like, that's too much travel. It was the week that Genesis was touring. It was just, I was like, I can't do all that driving. I'm old. I got advanced screening tickets to Ghostbusters, and I had, uh, plus me and a guest, and Dan was the only one I told uh, about that. And no one else knew I had tickets, and I didn't tell anyone else that I had an extra ticket. Uh, as far as television goes, um, uh, so many great shows, but I'm going to have to go with um, Invincible on uh, Amazon, which was just I got a, her hooked on that. If you haven't seen, absolutely. I'm going to that. I got her hooked on Invincible. Came out of nowhere. Uh, and uh, a series it got me during the, the the pandemic when we were all isolated and I discovered it then and I've been incredibly hooked now the it wrapped up uh, earlier this month if you haven't seen it please do it's in it's subtitled so but it doesn't matter no it's not squid game even though that was very good but money heist I cannot recommend this series enough on netflix money heist absolutely uh incredible and wild roller coaster ride it is my favorite show of the year it's on netflix um it's so popular that they're going to do another version of money heist in korea starring the star of squid games Hmm. that's how popular this series is um I'm trying to think of something on a regular TV that really stuck out. Um, the show I really like, The Unicorn, is off the air, but I still encourage anyone to go see it. Uh, Dan already took mine, Ted Lasso, um, one of my favorite TV shows. You're also the morning show on uh, on Apple TV. Really, they're they really can't do anything that they haven't had a bad series yet uh, between um, Ted Lasso, Morning Show, Mythic Quest, Season 2. Oh, I keep forgetting to check that please, out. Shit. Please, please, please watch Mythic Quest, Season 2 on Apple TV. Uh, and, and also, if we're just looking for something charming, sweet, period piece, you know, Foxy wants us to check out stuff when, when, when we were teenagers. The stuff I watch as teenagers isn't really on now because this is early 80s, late 70s stuff. Um, but uh, Acapulco was set in the 80s on Apple TV. Again, just a nice slice. If you remember the film Flamingo Kid uh, with uh, Matt Dillon, uh, this is just like that. Uh, it's a really charming coming-of-age series, uh, TV series, only 10 episodes. But Acapulco on um Apple TV, I give two thumbs up for. And yeah, we have so much. We got so much in 2021. We got our lives back semi. Uh, hopefully, we'll get more of it back in 2022. If you're like Dan, you got to go to concerts. Hopefully, we'll go to a whole lot more. Uh, please get boosted if you haven't gotten boosted. Um, and I hope I don't have to tell anyone listening or watching to get vaccinated. That should have been a done deal already. If you haven't and you're still pissed off that everything is going, isn't going back to normal, it's because of you. That's why we can't go back to normal. If you're not vaccinated, this is entirely your fault. 
the quicker we can all get healthy and are on the same page, the faster we can get our lives back and do the stuff that we always wanted to do. I love doing this with you guys every month. I love doing the podcast with Dan every week, but I haven't done my podcast. Uh, it's going on two years now. It'll be two years in March. So I'm hoping more than anything else, we get that semblance of, uh, of our lives back. But until then, we'll always have each other. And we'll always have this moment right here that I'm celebrating with all of you. That's why I brought out the good stuff uh, to, uh, to celebrate with you guys, my family away from my family. And I know we didn't fulfill our, our New Year's resolution to do this show live in 2021. So 2022. It rolls over in 2022. We have a whole box set to watch that week. <laughs> we'll do Nerd Herders live with a complete live tweet of the box set. Of, uh, of Ghostbusters. I'll live stream that shit. Live what are you talking that. about? <laughs> that shit. As our gift to you as we pass the savings on to you. Ahead, I just Dan. I just want to say uh, the end of the year sucked for a few of us. And um, I appreciate you guys. You're my closest friends. And if anybody says otherwise, I'll deny it. Up and down. Uh, but I love you, and I look forward to continuing this as long as possible. Uh, and if you're going to quit on me, go fuck yourself. No, uh, I'm just, <laughs> I just I love you guys. Thank you for keeping me this fresh and uh, keeping it going. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Happy New Year. We're going to make Happy it. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for riding out another another year with Nerd Herders Rebooted. And thank you to Hopefully, all the fans for watching on Twitch every week. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll see uh, what the next year brings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll start it this time. Hey, Craig. Yo. You're my nerd herd. Dan, um, I love you too. And uh, all that you've been through this year, the period of transition, uh, you've lost some and you've also gained some. Uh, but we've always been in this together. We'll always be in this together. To quote um, a line, and this show is dedicated to our Roscoe, to Dagger, Foxy and Dagger. But to quote uh, a line from the philosopher Jerome Young, New Jack, when he said, "I'm gonna ride with you till the wheels fall off, and if the wheels fall off, I'll pick that some bitch up and we'll carry that shit." Okay, that's for me to you, and you are my nerd herder as well. Damien. You're my nerd. My nerd. Foxy. So. You're my nerd. And you're my nerd herder. And I love my Dan time, like I always say. <laughs> you heard her, Damien. She did it in front of you this time. You heard yeah. her. <laughs> I love my Dan time. <laughs> right. That's, a, that's on record, bitch. Yes, with full consent. Mm -hmm. Good night, everyone. Love you. Love you guys. Happy New Year. Thank you.